question. How many of you this morning in this service, you want God to do whatever he wants to do in your life? Let me see your hand. All right. Wow. That looks like a hundred percent. So I want you to remember that later in this service. All right. You want God to do whatever he wants to do in your life. And so I, all the hands um, went up, and I thank God for that kind of response and openness to whatever God wants to do in your life. Today, there are going to be people that give your life to Christ. Today, there are going to be people that receive the baptism in or with the Holy Spirit, just like they did on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And at the end of the service, let me encourage the guys in media, if at all possible, put up on the screen at the end of the service the number to call. And whether you give your life to Christ or whether you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, afterwards, just send your name to that number they'll have on the screen and uh, you'll get a response and in more information as a result of that text. Would you go to the Lord in prayer with us, please? Father at Michigan Street, there are people that raise their hand that want all you have for their lives. They're at Redbuck campus, the same. Hearts are hungry for what you want to do in their hearts and lives. God, there are people online that desire you and the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And they're in the atrium, the same, God. Thank you for people that are broken before you and in humility say they need you and they need everything you have for them. We thank you for that today. Thank you for the demonstration of the truth of your word and the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit in this place and in the campuses and all who are listening. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Praise God. The book of Acts is uh, one of my favorite, I'm sure one of your favorite books of the Bible. Some have said it's, uh, even though we refer to it as the book of Acts, some have said it's uh, really the acts of the Holy Spirit in people's lives and today, we continue to add to the book of Acts because still today, we're seeing the acts of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. Amen? And uh, let me give you a scripture. It's uh, related to what Christ told his followers, not just his disciples, but his followers. And there were a crowd of about 500 there on the day that Christ ascended back into heaven from the Mount of Olives. And uh, he says to them before he leaves, and I don't even have it on the screen. Let me read it to you. It says, but John truly baptized with water. In verse five, but you, but you, all of you, the 500 plus people he was talking to, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now but you shall be baptized with or in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Then in verse 8, we'll have it on the screen. He says, and you shall, 
because revival means not just a personal uh, revival in our own hearts, it means uh, an ingathering, a harvest of souls that need Jesus Christ. Uh, people get saved at real revivals, amen? There's never been a true godly revival where people did not get saved, give their life to Christ. So he says, you shall be witnesses. After you receive this baptism in the Holy Spirit, you are to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, and yes, Orlando. Thank God. So this morning at these altars, this is going to be fulfilled, what Christ said in verse 5. Uh, when you are revived or in a revival, there is a return to your first love. And uh, Christ in Revelation 2 told the church at Ephesus, he said, you've lost your first love. So revival is a return to our first love. So may God help all of us, not some of us, but all of us return to our first love. Amen? And revival. Revival also means uh, awaken. When I found that, I'm like, oh, perfect. Revival means awaken. And here we are in awaken, uh, not just our lives, but we want this whole city to be awakened to the cause of Jesus Christ. We want this city to be changed. Amen? Well, you shall receive power, he says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be awakened. You will be revived. You will return to your first love. Now, now, some of you may say, Pastor, you're talking about the Holy Spirit and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But didn't I receive the Holy Spirit when I was born again? And the answer is yes, you did. The Holy Spirit came into your dead spirit and took up residence. When you were born again, gave your life to Christ. But this is a subsequent work of God in your life. Let me give you a scripture. It's found in John chapter 20, verse 22. And so here is where I believe the disciples were born again. And the word says, Christ speaking to them says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So this is where I believe they were born again. The Spirit of God came into them just like he did us when we were born again. The Holy Spirit of God came into our spirit, came into their spirit. And then it was later in Acts chapter one that he said, go and tarry and you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we find that Christ breathes on them, they're born again, and then later tells them, you're gonna receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Well, all of us know something. All of us know that the potential stumbling block down through the ages of time, I guess, for a lot of Christians for maybe ever since uh, Pentecost was this. What is it that I hear more often and have heard over the years about the baptism in or with the Holy Spirit? 
people say, well, I just don't understand that speaking in tongues stuff. I, I, I don't see the need of it. I, I, why do we have to do that? And it's almost like, you know, I'll take what God has, but uh, I really am not into speaking in tongues. And so people just simply don't understand. In Acts chapter 2, says they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mary, the mother of Jesus, the 120 that were there, the disciples, they all spoke in tongues. And then later in Acts chapter 8, the revival in Samaria, it didn't say they spoke in tongues, it implied it. And then in Acts chapter 9, Paul was saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit and later said, I speak in tongues more than you all. And then in Acts chapter 10, a Roman centurion, an officer and other officers and military personnel and his family in his house, Peter preached, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 19, the disciples of John the Baptist, they got saved and the Bible says they spoke in tongues. This is a heavenly language. You don't have to stumble over it. Matter of fact, right now, we're gonna do something that I think vividly illustrates this. Pastor Jim, come, because I want him to come, and he's gonna be joined by some people in our church that are gonna come quickly up on the platform, and they are gonna do something for you because they can do something I cannot do. So, you're wondering what it is. Well, wait just a minute and you'll find out. All right, so... Pastor Jim, take it from here, please. Thank you, Pastor. Well, church, um, we are going to speak in their native language, Acts chapter 2, 4. Would you share your name and then the language? Hi, my name is Lee, and I speak in Vietnamese language. Câu vụ các sứ đồ đoạn 2, câu 4. Hết thảy bọn họ đều được đầy dẫy Đức Thánh Linh. Họ khởi sự nói các thứ tiếng khác mà Đức Thánh Linh cho họ nói. My name is Svetlana and Russian language. Исполнились все Духом Святым и стали говорить на иных языках, как Дух давал им провещевать. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ruth. Um, I'll be speaking in Haitian Creole. Yo tout est rempli avec le Saint-Esprit. Et puis, je peux parler en l'autre langue. D'après façon, le Saint-Esprit de Dieu te fait parler. Hello, my name is Nkiru. I'm going to be speaking in Igbo language from Nigeria in Africa. And it says, How will you put on a monster? Where Malita is so as a sudichi, chedika moa honey, nyehanku woku. My name is Elena, and I'll be speaking German. So, werden Sie mit dem Heiligen Geist erfüllt und fingen an, zum fremden Sprache zu reden, jedes so, wie der Geist es ihnen eingab. Good morning, my name is Ingrid Lomo-Thomas and I'll be speaking French. Acte 2, verset 4, ils furent tous remplis du Saint-Esprit et se mirent à parler en d'autres langues, selon que l'Esprit leur donnait de s'exprimer. Lisette van Wind, Dutch, Handelingen 2, vers 4, ze werden allemaal vervuld met de Heilige Geest en begonnen te spreken in vreemde talen, woorden die de, he de Heilige Geest hun ingaf. 
My name is Ashan Mahdi. I'm speaking Arabic. As Started speaking Arabic, English. Um, <laughs> gotta have to switch the, <laughs> the software here. In language. And uh, wonderful. Thank you, Pastor. All right, let's wonderful. give these Thank folks you. a good hand. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of you understood anything about what you just heard? How many of you did not understand? All right. Well, most of you had no clue. Sounded like they were speaking in tongues to me. All right. So I had no idea what they said, except I knew they were reading Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, which says this. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance or the language. How many of you would like to be able to speak in one of those languages? All right? I mean, some of you uh, are maybe learning a different language. You're paying good money. But it would uh, if somebody said, Pastor, you have got to learn Dutch it would probably take me the rest of my life uh, to learn Dutch uh, or uh, Russian or French or any other one of these beautiful languages that were spoken. But one thing I know about you, even though you did not understand, you honored them, you honored that language even though you didn't understand it, you recognized it was a genuine language, so you had an appreciation for them up here speaking that language. Well, let me tell you about another language that every believer in this place can speak in, and that is a heavenly language that God gives you, and though you do not, you will not understand it because Paul, who said, I speak in tongues more than you all, said in 1 Corinthians 14 too, he said, you, God, you don't understand, but God understands. And so you will not understand it. This morning in the prayer room, when the staff were in there praying, many of us were praying in the spirit. I didn't understand what I was saying, but I know this, the Holy Spirit was praying through me just like he did on the day of Pentecost. And maybe I was praying for you. And maybe, of course, we were praying in the spirit for this awaken that God would do incredible things. So it's an awesome thing to be able to speak in another language. Some of you speak several languages. I'm always impressed with that. But I speak in three languages, English, Dios le mendiga, and also I, I speak in tongues. I speak in a heavenly language. So, hey. Uh, and so you, you can at least speak in two languages, the language of heaven and your native language. Uh, or some of you, you, you speak several. So God bless you richly. And those of you up at uh, Redbug in Michigan online, uh, I know you feel the same way. Many of you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in that glorious heavenly language that the Holy Spirit gives you. But there are others. 
and your heart, even this morning, is being quickened by the Spirit of God to turn to him. And you say, well, pastor, why do I need this gift? I love Jesus. I'm serving the Lord. Hey, pastor, I even pay my tithe or give my tithe. Uh, so I do things for God. Well, I'm not the one saying it, okay? Jesus is the one saying that you need this gift. Sometimes you don't know what you need until you get it, all right? And this is one of those cases when I received, it was like, whoa, the power of God, the anointing, the refresh. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. And last night, we saw several that were baptized in the Holy Spirit this morning in the first service. So many baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the same is going to happen to you. You're going to walk out of here speaking a heavenly language. Uh, you're not going to be fearful of it. Just like they spoke in a, a language up here, you're going to have a language that though they learn theirs, you are not going to learn yours because it's the Holy Spirit. All you've got to do is you yield to it. So first and foremost, Jesus said it is a gift he is giving you. And you say, well, do I have to speak in tongues? And the answer is yes. If you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you're going to speak in a heavenly language. Luke chapter 11, verse 13 says, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him this is something that God so desires for your life. You will receive power. That's what Christ said, power. You will receive power to be my witnesses. And so much more is involved in that uh, power from the Spirit of God. Number three, oh, I like this one. You will pray when you pray in tongues or in a heavenly language, you will pray a perfect prayer, a perfect supernatural prayer. I pray a lot in the Holy Spirit. When I come into service, I, I pray quietly in the Holy Spirit, but I pray a lot in the prayer room or wherever we're praying last Friday night. We had prayer here. I prayed most of the time in the Holy Spirit. So I, I know that even though I may not know what I'm praying for, I believe in most cases it's what's on my heart. It's what's in my mind. It's what I'm concerned about, that the Holy Spirit is picking it up and interceding to God the Father. Well, praying a perfect prayer. How many times? How many times have... We face something in life, and we didn't know what to do. We didn't even hardly know how to pray about it. But as we were thinking about it, and didn't know really, God, what is your will? I don't know how to pray about this. All of us have probably said that. Well, when you start praying in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what the perfect will of God is. So when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are praying the perfect will of God. There's a place for an amen. All right, number four, you build yourself up. Well, who doesn't need building up once in a while? Praying in the Holy Spirit, you build yourself up. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. 
He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. John or Jude 20 says, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Number five, the baptism in the Holy Spirit provides spiritual refreshing according to Isaiah chapter 28. Who doesn't need a refreshing? And not just one, but ongoing. This, one of the things this week, you, if you're here this week, you are just gonna be so refreshed in your spirit. And then number six, it brings the tongue under subjection. James chapter three, James says, no man can tame the tongue. He should have added, and ladies, you can't tame his tongue either, all right? So nobody can tame a man's tongue, a woman's tongue, but the Holy Spirit knows how to tame your tongue. So as you yield to the Holy Spirit, there is a power to control your mouth and your thoughts are impacted by the Spirit so you don't talk like you used to. Some of you used to have foul, foul language, but God got a hold of your heart. Thank God he did. God got a hold of your heart, clean you up and clean your mouth up. Thank God. All right, so number seven, he brings victory over our flesh life. He brings victory over our flesh life. A program I used to love watching when I was growing up, and it came on uh, usually around lunchtime, um, when we would be working out on the farm on Saturdays and Tarzan would come on. I loved Tarzan, the original one. And uh, I loved it when he called the animals. He had such a, a great voice and, and uh, I loved it. And if there was something about where Tarzan lived that was unique, there were, there were more places of quicksand than any time I've ever seen anywhere. All right? it was, somebody was always falling into quicksand. Usually it was a bad guy, and I was okay with that. All right? I mean, you know, yes, they squirmed and went under, but I was still okay with it. And, uh, but I, I noticed something about quicksand. You cannot get out by yourself. And that's a little bit like the flesh life. You can't overcome the flesh life by yourself. Who hasn't tried that? But when you've got the power of Almighty God to come in and impact you and fill you and empower you, you can overcome anything with the help and power of the Holy Spirit. So, praise God for that. Well, some of the results of what happened after Pentecost the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people were born again, gave their lives to Christ, started following the Lord. Uh, Peter, he stood up and preached that day after being in the upper room and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, receiving that prayer language. Uh, he stepped out there before those thousands of men and preached Christ. Uh, he before, short time before, had denied Christ and even cursed with a curse in front of a, a, a little servant girl. He was so timid, but now he steps out there and tells them about Christ, not knowing if that would be the last day of his life on earth. Paul, that man who persecuted the church, got saved, 
born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and has helped change our world by his writings and the epistles that we read and study. Well, what happened was they went out preaching everywhere after Pentecost, all those people. And what's gonna happen in this awakening is this. We're gonna go out, not, we're not gonna wait till Wednesday or, or Thursday. We're gonna go out, we're gonna tell people about the love of Christ. They're gonna see something different in your life. They're gonna see that you are different. Maybe your unsaved husband is gonna be like, whoa, what happened to you? And so, or maybe it's your, your, uh, your wife that's going to see something different in you and be like, thank God, uh, we're going to be there every night. So what do you need to do to receive? First and foremost, you simply ask. You ask. You simply ask. Number two, you don't fear. Some of you have been told things that are not true about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues or speaking in that heavenly language. Uh, it just so happened this week, but I don't think it was an accident. I think it was God. She had no idea. Um, when Mary sent me this email, she had no idea what we were speaking on this week. But I, I started not to read it because it, Mary is quite long. And, uh, and she said that. But I started reading anyway. And I kept reading, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I, Maybe she knew I was going to speak on this subject. And then when I emailed, she said no. But let me tell you what she says, part of it at least, just a segment of it. She was in Kansas City or somewhere. Uh, she says, my brother went to a small Pentecostal church. He and a friend invited me to go with them, but I was scared to go. I had been taught that Pentecostal people were off their rockers. They were holy rollers. They were basically possessed and deceived. Heard that one before. Uh, it's of the devil. And so she says, but in this particular church she went to, especially uh, speaking in tongues, ran rampant. So in other words, apparently she got there and they were all just speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. Well, oh, back in August we talked about this. No, as a church, we're not supposed to come in here on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, all just start speaking in tongues. Paul told us that was not the correct way. There were unbelievers. There were those that were uninformed that would come in. And so there's basically three main times uh, we speak in tongues. When there is a public utterance in tongues, it has to be followed by an interpretation or supposed to be. Then there is that time when the church gathers like we did Friday night in a prayer meeting and people are speaking in tongues. There's no problem with that. And then also like today, when we're gonna have people that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, they're gonna speak in tongues 
And we have explained it. We're talking about it. We're showing you scripture. So it's not like even if you are new, even if you don't know anything about it, then we're sharing with you. And I challenge you to get your Bible and read those five accounts, Acts 2 or 1 and 2, Acts 8, 9 and 10 and 19 when you leave this place. Well, what happened? She started praying for her husband who was a Muslim to get saved. And he did by some miracles of God. And then she said they moved to Orlando and they wanted to find a church. But her husband said, I just want to find a Bible teaching, believing church and not one of those where they start jibber jabbering in other tongues. So they were watching online and they found our church online. They loved the services, but they knew that we believed in speaking in tongues. But on March the 19th, 2017, they made their first visit and started attending. But shortly thereafter was Pentecost Sunday. So, when the invitation was given, she said, my husband leaned over and said, you wanna come with me, mama? I wasn't going to say no. I went with reservation because I still sincerely questioned it. She came to the altar and she said there was a lot of commotion around us, but undeniably, I heard my husband's mouth start to flow with the Holy Spirit. It was at that precious moment that I knew this was real, no doubt at all, for him to receive it. It was, it was so innocent, so pure, I needed that. It gave me a freedom I never had. God confirmed his word in the book of Acts through my husband that day. I do not struggle with this any longer. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Her husband was up here on the end speaking in Arabic this morning. Ash and Mary, God bless you. And uh, that, that morning... That morning on Pentecost Sunday, somewhere in this altar area, where both of them is where he started to pray in that heavenly language he had never learned. Thank God. So, the same thing that's going to happen today. So, I want to challenge you. Expect to receive. No, if you've heard things, put it out of your mind. If it comes up in your mind, rebuke that thought. You want to go by the Bible. You want to go by the Word of God. And if there's something you don't understand, you there's something better than understanding, and that's simply trusting in God and trusting His Word. Well, when you are here, the Spirit's going to move on you. You may have stammering lips. Now, let me challenge you. You cannot speak in two languages at one time. I have never seen that happen, all right? So you can't speak in Dutch or Spanish or English or Russian or whatever. You cannot speak in one of those languages and speak in tongues at the same time. But when you come this morning, it's you've got to speak. You've got to open your mouth. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I've never seen anyone that was hungry and thirsty, drink or eat with their mouth closed. So I want to challenge you. Those are the two things that I've seen can be the simple hindrance 
for somebody receiving. It is open your mouth and by faith, God, the Holy Spirit will give you the language and it may, like me, when I receive, it may sound like a baby talking. It may sound like a baby learning to talk. And when that happened to me, at the age of 19, I'm like, Carl, get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself. Uh, this is crazy. It sounds crazy. People are watching you. What are you doing on this floor? But something was exploding inside. Something was happening inside. I was thirsty. And I opened my mouth in faith, and God began to fill it. Even though the full expression of the language didn't come, I yielded, and so thank God. Then the Holy Spirit began later to do his work in my life as I yielded and continue to yield to the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I don't know if it's for me. Let me read you a verse in closing as far as scripture. Paul, that one that persecuted the church, one that had people killed and thrown in jail, separated families, that one. He got saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, and he said in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, Faith Assembly, I wish you all spoke with tongues. That's what Paul the Apostle said. Why? Because he knew something that you may not yet know. He knew the power of the Holy Spirit operating in someone's life. He knew the power of praying in that heavenly language that was a language of God's perfect will prayed through your life. We're going to come to a close in just a moment and there at Michigan Street and, and there at Red Bug and in the atrium, I'm gonna ask you, please don't start moving. This is such an important time. But in all four or five places, all right, would you bow your heads with us right now, please? There are people in this building that are not yet born again. There are people here that need a relationship with Jesus Christ. You desperately need Christ. You need his forgiveness. You've tried to live your life and you pretty much made a mess of it. But Christ can turn that all around if you'll just let him. So across this building and the campuses, online even, if you need Christ, you need forgiveness, we want to pray for you. So right now, if that's you, you need to get right with God. Lift your hand high. There at Red Bug, there at Michigan Street. Lift it up high. Yes, lift it up high. Yes, just lift it up. You need Christ. You need forgiveness. Anyone else? Anyone else? Lift your hand. Anyone else? Jesus, Jesus. Now, everyone in all three campuses, bow your heads with us, please. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer of repentance. It's a prayer of simple acknowledgement of who Christ is and our need. So I want us all to just pray this prayer. That's okay, all right? So Pastor John's gonna help me. So bow your heads, all four places, online, bow your head with us and let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I know that you're the Son of God. I know that you're the Son of God. Very God yourself. Very God yourself. 
Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for dying for my sins. I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord. To forgive me. To forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. Remove them from me. Remove them from me. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. I thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let me ask another question at all the campuses and the atrium and online. Let me ask another question because, yes, there are people online that you need this. Earlier in this service, we asked, how many of you want God to do whatever he wants to do in your life? You raised your hand. The reason is because you really do. And so now you're sitting here and you realize, no, you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You've never spoken in that heavenly language. And you may not yet fully understand it, but there's a desire that's been dropped in your heart by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is prompting you. And so I challenge you to respond to that. If you really were serious earlier when you said, God, I want you to do whatever you want to do in my life, where well, we read to you, where Jesus said to his followers, followers, John, indeed baptized in water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And even years later in the book of Acts, people are still or still being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And here today and last night and this morning earlier, the same thing. And the same thing is going to happen in your life. God's going to give you that heavenly language of power for your life. So across this building, across this building right now, if that's you, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You've never spoken in a heavenly language before. You need that gift because God has said, this is a gift I want to give to you. Lift your hand high. Cross this building. Just start lifting your hands. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. The Holy Spirit is moving on your life. Lift it up. Lift it up. In the risers, lift your hand. There at Michigan Street, lift your hand. There at Red Bug, in the atrium, online, lift your hand. Didn't you say you wanted to, whatever God had for your life? Well, now is the time to respond to that question. Now, let me ask another one. How many of you at one time, you were baptized in the Spirit, but you took that gift that God gave you and put it on a shelf in your life? And you realize now, you need to take that gift off the shelf. You need to be refilled in the book of Acts. And, and they were in prayer at another occasion later where it says they were refilled with the Spirit of God. So you need to be refilled. Let me see your hand. Lift it up high. You need to be refilled. Yes, yes, yes. Stand with us, please.